0: Welcome along to the Labbrokes Racing Club podcast, episode two coming your way, and we're joined on this edition by Peter Moody's co-trainer, Catherine Coleman. Catherine, thanks for joining us, episode two of the Labbrokes Racing Club podcast. We had Chris Waller as our first guest, and when I was trying to get you on board, I said we need to upgrade, so I've got you on for episode two. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Um, they're pretty big shoes to fill, that's for <laughs> sure, but uh, we'll do our best. <laughs>
0: You've got the I wish I win cap on. Of course, we're around the corner from the Everest now. I have to ask off the top, how is he?
1: Yeah, he's super. Um, We couldn't be happier with him and how he's prepped up for it. We've got, I think, uh, what is it, eight days left now, nearly just one week. Um, So the countdown's well and truly on. He'll have a a soft bit of um, pace work tomorrow morning on the track here at Pakenham. And uh, his, his final gallop will be on Tuesday. He'll have a good hit out there. And uh, I think that'll see him just about spot on.
0: Talk about the process of travelling up to Sydney for a, a big race day. And I guess just managing him to, to get through the preparation. It's such a tough thing and probably something that the, the general punter doesn't appreciate. But it's incredibly hard to, to travel horses. Obviously, it's probably a little bit of a shorter trip up to Sydney. But there's a lot that goes into it, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there is a lot that goes into it. Um, lucky enough, with i wish i win he's got such a fantastic adaptable nature that it doesn't really phase him and um he's traveled up to sydney a couple of times now um and uh, and handled it very well each time for the golden eagle and also for the tj so he's sort of got his routine up there down pat now when he when he goes up um he just uh, he takes it all in his stride um thankfully so he'll head up Probably Wednesday night, um, arriving there early Thursday morning, and just have a, a pretty quiet few days. Have a light trot canner on Saturday morning, um, just to stretch his legs, and uh, and uh, yeah, then it'll be it'll be game day.
0: Game day uh, not far away for the Everest. We're thoroughly looking forward to that. Um, obviously, the logo on the hat as well. Um, we have to talk about it. Whitecado start and the Chittick family. What's it like to to be involved with them? Not only with I wish I win and the Everest, but I guess with them more broadly as well. They're great supporters, aren't they?
1: They are fantastic supporters. Um, Pete has a very good relationship with the whole Chittick family, um, which stems back a, a long time now. And I was lucky enough to go over to Waikato last year and have a look around the farm and um, just to see where the horses are raised. You know, it's no wonder they can produce um, such brilliant athletes because the the facilities there and the farm and everything is just top notch. It it really is horse heaven there. So, um, we're incredibly lucky to be involved with such a a brilliant establishment. And, um, you know, I think uh, the the Chiddick family and and Mark and Pippa especially, they've been out a couple of times now and um, they're always a bit of fun to have around at the races as well. So I'm sure that that they'll be there on on Saturday um, in Sydney and and, uh, you'll definitely know that they're there as well. They'll make their presence known.
0: They certainly will um, moods and markets certainly a good combination. I guess they've already tasted success. If we can wind back the clock a little bit to the Golden Eagle, if I was a flaw on the wall for that after party, what would that be like?
1: <laughs> Pretty wild, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Pretty wild, yeah. I think um, when uh, when things get rocking at Waikato Stud, they give it a good nudge. <laughs>
0: Let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Moods and, and I guess where it all started. So if we wind back the clock, I guess for you personally, originally from Perth, and then made your way over to 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 a, uh, rather to to the eastern states, and you're with Chris Waller, and then a few years ago, Moods approached you. Is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd, I'd worked for Chris for a couple of years, based at the Flemington stable there, and was it a little bit of a crossroads? Was sort of wondering how to take take the next step, um, with the goal that I did eventually want to be training. Um, and it just so happened that about that time, Pete announced that he was coming back, and um, I sort of made a few jokes to the guys at Wallace. I said, oh, "I think that's, uh, you know, that'll be me. That sounds like a pretty good, uh, a pretty good way to go." And then a couple of days later, Pete, um, I bumped into him at the Packenham races, and he just said, "You and I need to have a chat, girl." I, said, I don't think there's much to chat about. I think it's just straight up yes. So. Um, you know, that was three and a half years ago. Um, we kicked off uh, from scratch, really. We've built the stable up and, um, you know, obviously we've had brilliant support from Pete's long-term clients, but I still think it's um, it's pretty amazing what we've been able to achieve in a short space of time.
0: Yeah, lot's happened in a short space of time. And as you said, it's only been about three and a half years since things kicked back off for the, for the both of you. I guess between the two of you, everyone sees on TV – um i guess the relationship you have but what's a relationship like that you've actually got it's um it's quite complex isn't it
1: oh look i i couldn't be more grateful to the entire moody family they've honestly just adopted me in um as as one of their own so to pete and sarah um they just treat me like a fourth daughter and uh i'm incredibly grateful for that and Pete is such a good mentor um, to have uh, around the the stables. And as far as training horses go, um, you know, people make jokes about me trying to get him to retire sooner. So it's just, uh, it's just Catherine Coleman, but I have no designs on that whatsoever. I want him around as long as he possibly can stand out there and, and, and help me because he's just, um, you know, he's amazing. He's an amazing horseman. Um, he's just an amazing person. He has this, charisma um that makes people want to work for him and and they you know they they want to um they want to make him proud and uh yeah he he definitely uh has something that i aspire to in that regard
0: what do you think that he does have what do you think separates him from other trainers
1: um i think his attention to detail how hands-on um, he's able to be, this time around now that we only have the smaller numbers and the, the boutique stable, um, it does allow him to sort of be running his eyes over the horses every day, uh, which I think does make a big difference. But, yeah, just his, his attention to detail, um, he's very, very much a perfectionist um, and, and very pedantic when it comes to certain things, and I think that really does show in the, the little sort of one percenter's
0: So if he brings the 1%, Catherine, what do you bring to the party then, I guess, to complement Moods? And I guess he's already established career.
1: Uh, I think I just bring a a little bit of sort of enthusiasm back to it. And I think as well, having me here, um, I probably get excited about some of the things that he's seen a million times before. And, um, you know, it sort of all just becomes a, a bit of a part of the job for him. Whereas I'm here still getting carried away and excited over the silly little things and that, definitely sort of puts a bit of a a smile and a spring in his step as well and um we were at Ranwick last Saturday um for the flight stakes and um the Epsom and when we arrived there on course and we walked in and they had the in the horse stalls they had the names up and then they also had Moody and Coleman and he caught me sort of staring up <laughs> at it with a big smile on my face and he goes it's pretty cool isn't it I said it's It's definitely pretty cool. So it's pretty special. And I think just those, you know, he, he gets a thrill out of seeing how much i'm enjoying it and how much i'm getting out of it as well so um yeah it's, it's pretty special
0: yeah it's an amazing place ramwick isn't it and i guess on a big day like that when you do see your name up in lights it's uh, it's pretty incredible let's um let's change tack a little bit here because moods when i look at him as a say it's a friday night and there's no racing on and it's it's footy season i imagine there's a bunger in hand a forex gold in hand and friday night footy on in the background what does the downtime look for you
1: um, Friday night, no races. So once I finish up here, I'm heading off to Pilates. Um, so there'll be no bungers and there'll be no 4 <laughs> beers involved. Um, instead there'll be a bit of, uh, a bit of exercise, a bit of sweat and a bit of stretching. So, um, yeah, I like to keep pretty active. I've probably got a, a pretty active, uh, a brain. So as well, keeping, uh, you know, doing a bit of physical exercise, it helps me switch off.
0: Do you think that's I guess that you know that cliche of the opposites attract? Do you think that's why you get along so well because you are so different?
1: Yeah, look, I think in in some regards um, we're very different, In other regards we're very similar. Um, we've, we've both sort of got a, a very strong work ethic and uh, you know a, a desire to be um, to do the best that we possibly can for our our clients and. Um, you know we're both always pretty much the first ones here in the morning at the stables and nearly always the last ones to leave as well so in that regard we're pretty similar but then um, yeah there are a few differences as well like I don't look nearly as good as he does in a bucket
0: <laughs> and certainly no 4x gold as well I believe um, so if is the boutique stable operation still remains in place I know you've come on as a training partner but what does it look like for the future of, of Moody and Coleman racing moving forward? What are the goals? What are the immediate goals?
1: Yeah, look, the immediate goals, you know, we obviously don't have ambitions of trying to win premierships or anything like that. Um, with our number of horses, it, it makes it virtually impossible. But, um, you know, to achieve the results that we did last season, that was uh, that was pretty amazing. I think if we can keep that strike rate up and continue to get similar sort of results um, in the next few seasons, we'll be extremely happy with that. Um, We're also in the process of building um, our own stable complex down here at Pakenham. Currently, we are in the old uh, Lindsay Park stables, renting them, um, which has been a a fantastic facility to utilise. But we are in the process of building our own um, our own stable here, which is very exciting and that sort of should hopefully um, – we should be in there sort of at the start of uh, next year, ideally, all things going well. So um, that will be sort of a, a big step. Um, still also we'll keep similar horse numbers. We're still just going to um, be sort of operating with the, the boutique size, um, which Pete and I both really enjoy having – this this smaller number of horses like i mentioned earlier it just means that we can um you know be running our eye over them every day and and still have a really good handle on where each horse is at
0: another person i want to touch on Catherine, is someone that i guess has had a great deal of success with moods you know you're new to the operation or fairly new to the operation but i guess a mainstay throughout the last decade or so has been luke nolan what's it like to work with luke
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Luke is um, Luke is such a character. He's just um, he's part of the furniture here, um, and you know, yeah, can't imagine the place without him. That's for sure. He's uh, he's just the most laid back character. Nothing phases him whatsoever. And he and Pete have just a really special relationship that I don't think you see that really anywhere else um, in the in the industry and. You know, the the loyalty that they've shown each other throughout their respective careers, I think is um, is really something to aspire to because, um, you know, I'm sure there are times that Luke could have gone out and just gone out with the attitude that he just wants to worry about Luke Nolan and he just wants to worry about getting the most possible winners and um, winning jockey premierships and whatnot, and um, that sort of would have meant not putting Pete first, but instead he's always been a real team player um, and he's always had the mentality that, um, you know, Pete's horses come first, that's his priority. And, um, you know, obviously it's it's worked out very well for Luke as well. He's had some amazing opportunities come along because of it. Um, But, yeah, they just – the relationship that they do have, I think, is, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of a kind.
0: It's pretty incredible. And there's been so many great memories between you know the, the two of them over the years. And I guess if you put I wish I win aside, you have to say you know, Black Caviar has been well and truly the highlight. And I guess the biggest of those highlights was that victory at Royal Ascot. I want to know where you were as a little girl, where you were watching Royal Ascot that year.
1: Yeah, so I was back at uh, home, which was Bunbury, Western Australia, and I remember getting up sort of in the, the middle of the night or whatever time it was and um, going down to the lounge room and, and watching the race, and it was just unbelievable, wasn't it? The, the drama around it as well, the way it all turned out. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty special, and if you had told me then that 10 years later I'd be in a training partnership with uh, Peter Moody, I definitely wouldn't have believed you.
0: What do you think your parents think when you you sort of set out after that? You know, I want to be a trainer one day, and then you you, know, you make the trek across the Eastern States. You work for Chris Waller, and then you jump in partnership with Peter Moody. Um, they must be incredibly proud of what you've achieved.
1: Yeah, they are, and they've you know they've been incredible. They've um, they've supported me the whole way through, um, even when I decided that um, you know physio studying physio at university wasn't for me after six months and. Dropped out of that and sort of said to them, "Yeah, I want to. Um, I want to work with horses." They, uh, to their credit, they didn't bat an eyelid and they didn't tell me I was crazy. They just supported me the whole way, and um, you know they've been amazing. And they came over and they were at Flemington for our first Metro Runners. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a winner that day, but still, just having them there on course, uh, it, it was very special.
0: Let's go a little bit closer to, I guess, right now. And it has to be, you know, with the Everest. It's with I Wish I Win. Um, We're around the corner from it right now. What happens now in the lead up for you personally? We know what's going to happen with the horse. He's going to travel to Sydney. But for you personally as a trainer, what do you have to do right?
1: Yeah, look, I think we just have to keep the horse happy, keep him healthy, keep him ticking along. Um, Like I said, he'll have a, a soft piece of pace work here tomorrow morning with Luke Nolan in the saddle. Um, you know, then he's just, uh, just keeping him ticking over. He's a, he's a very straightforward horse. Um, like I said, not much phases him and he, uh, he, um, is, is pretty simple to train really. He's not too quirky. Um, there's not too many mysteries about him. So really we've just got to, um, keep him happy and try not to, uh, try not to stuff it up in the next week.
0: (laughs) I like the honesty, um. I guess. Do you feel that pressure? That little bit more pressure, cat. Um, the fact that he is, you know, one of the the likely contenders and you know most likely going to be favourite. Uh
1: yeah. Look, I think all we can do is is you know worry about our horse and do our best with him. I don't think um, there's too much point worrying about the rest of the field. There, um, all we can do is get our bloke there in the best possible order and um thankfully we've sort of got enough going on to sort of keep us busy and um i'm sure the next week's going to go pretty quick
0: i know moose has probably got lots of positives to say about the everest and the way that the sydney carnival's evolved but i've got one chink and i'm tipping he'd probably agree as well is that the fact that you actually can't put forex gold in the everest trophy it's not necessarily a cup
1: <laughs> yeah that's it look i'm sure uh I'm sure he'll still find a way to be having a forex win-lose or draw on, on Saturday. I'm sure of it. <laughs>
0: I'm certain as well. Um, look, we know Moody's got Moody on the Mic podcast. Um, is there anything like that on the horizon for you?
1: Uh, no, no, nothing like that on the horizon. I've, uh, I've made a few cameos on Moody on the Mic over the years and filled in for the great man a couple of times, but uh, I, I don't think I've quite got his catch cry of let fast horses run fast down uh, quite as well as he does just yet. I'm working on it though.
0: You're not far away. Uh, we know I wish he wins the star of the show. Um, is there anything that we can look out for, you think over the spring carnival or a horse that we should be looking out for?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got a really nice Frankel Colt Gates who will head towards the Derby. Um, he's engaged at Flemington tomorrow, but he has unfortunately drawn the car park. So he's going to uh, have the day off and stay home. and. Um, we'll sort of just look for a, a suitable race for him in the next few weeks, whether it's Sydney or still down here um, as a, a lead-in to the derby. But um, he's a, a nice colt. He's coming off an impressive maiden win and seems like everything sort of just really clicked into place for him now. Um, so I think he's definitely one to follow over the next few weeks.
0: I know you're still ride as well. So is there any progeny that you know, you've felt over the last couple of years, you know, I guess by a side that you've had an attraction to?
1: Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, we've had some some nice success with the traditional size, the Zoo Stars, the I'm Invincibles. You know, they both produce some really nice horses. Um, and I think uh, as well, we've had a couple of Frankles now that um, the, the couple that we've had, they've shown a lot of ability and for, for various reasons probably haven't been able to um, live up to the hype around them. And so to have, have Gates now, um, you know, really promising so much, it's exciting
0: yeah, we're thoroughly looking forward to watching Gates. Um, and, of course, I wish you win in the Everest. We're following both of them. We're following you. We're following Moods. Uh, we're certainly following Team Wish leading into next week. So thanks for joining us, Catherine, here on the Labbrox Racing Club podcast.
1: Pleasure. Thank you.